Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Someone, that's a minus on somebody out there. I think it's O'Reilly Fingers down there with the clown stash. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Sac City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy, the reigning, defending, undisputed, somewhat heavyweight valedictorian of the show. He is AJ Johnson. Below, we have my best friend in the whole entire world, Aaron the Mukesiah Mukes. And beside him, we have the smoothest voice in sports casting, Dylan Trucker Kearns. Gonna go out and ride the big rig after this, right? Yeah, you're gonna go start up the rig and, and go out. I am not riding some- a rig, no, Vincent. Not driving or riding. Mr. Ozark <laughs> himself. Just looking, just, I guess, wait, who's your, oh, the Hawks aren't in the playoffs, though. Why don't you just shave? Yeah, you know, I got a, I got an appointment with my barber on 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 Saturday. He's going to take care of this mess before a wedding. He's going to clean this up, and I'm going to look beautiful, Vincent. You getting married? Uh-oh. There will be none of that. We are here to talk one thing and one thing only, and that is the good old foosball. I just want to let everyone know that I am here for the people here tonight. I'm here, and I, I brought my intro, like my normal intro, hyped it all. Even though I'm feeling a little upset about last night, but I'm not going to get into it. Just a little upset, feeling a little hurt, but I digress. We have a great show ahead of us. It is episode yeah, it 26 here it, in the city. It did. It's over. It sucked. That the, it sucked that the Warriors lost. It did. That Yeah, it did. You're right. It, it was heartbreaking to see Steph walk off the court very upset and, and that big fat L. It's just you never want to see it. Never want to see it. Uh, but we move on. And I'm sure Steph is watching this show to make himself feel better. Episode 26 is about to kick off. We're going to be breaking down the NFC East uh, and their draft. I know Aaron is very excited to talk about his Cowboys and the rest of the NFC East because there's a lot of teams that did well. There's a few teams that didn't do so well. Uh, So we're going to get into that. But first, I want to dive into just a little just a little quick question. Just a little quick topic here. We saw two trades in this year's draft Two. Big time player trades in this year's draft, one including Hollywood Brown, one including AJ Brown. We're going to talk about the AJ Brown one later when we mention the Eagles. Actually, we're just going to talk about them both right now. AJ Brown was traded from the Tennessee Titans for pick 18 and pick 101. Titans picked up Traylon Burks with that 18th overall pick. We're going to kind of just diagnose these trades here real quick and get you guys' thoughts. We didn't talk about it Monday. If you missed the show on Thursday, you didn't get to see our raw reactions. But AJ, I'll start with you. When that trade popped up, the Eagles were trading for AJ Brown. What went through your mind? Holy shit. (laughs) This can't be real. This is another one of those draft rumors that are just going to fall by the wayside. We'll all talk about, remember how the Eagles almost finally got a wide receiver? But then no. It was real. 
he was being traded, and I was like, that's a great move by the Eagles. If you don't think you can draft a guy, or even if your A.J. Brown 2.0 is sitting right there for your pick, why not get 1.0, the proven one who's done it already, back-to-back seasons with 1,000 yards, and get your guy some help. This also tells me that the Eagles are either in on Jalen Hurts or here's just like Tua, here's your chance, prove us that you're, you're, you're our guy, or we know next year we have the weapons in place for whoever it is we go and draft. So love the move for the Eagles, not so much for the Titans, but I'll let one of the other guys talk about him, them, they. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, no, I know we're covering the NFC East, and it was a great move, like AJ mentioned, towards to, for the Philadelphia Eagles to go and get a, an, an elite receiver like AJ Brown. But you cannot talk about this trade and not talk about what in the hell the Titans are doing. Uh, yes, 2.0 is what I hear from Traylon Burks is of AJ Brown. Listen, you don't just come into the NFL and get labeled 2.0. Traylon Burks has played zero downs in the NFL. Traylon Burks is not somebody that I'm looking at and saying, oh, that's A.J. Brown Jr. or A.J. Brown-like. The fact of the matter is the Tennessee Titans seem to me to be kind of disheveled at the draft. We talked about the facial expressions of a Mike Vrabel and kind of the, there was this weird, eerie feeling in their war room about like, yeah, they showed some excitement, but it didn't seem genuine. I think there was some some people that were highly upset in that organization that this didn't play out the way they wanted to. And if the reports are true, if the report just, again, this is only hearsay. If the reports are true that they only offered him 16 million, he asked for 25, but would have settled for 22. And they never even threw another number out there. Then shame on the Titans for continuing to do what they've been, which is kind of irrelevant. Even having good seasons, they've now taken a like, number of steps backwards. I don't care um, how good Traylon Burks, ends up being i really don't the fact of the matter is the tennessee titans already had an elite receiver who's very very young and was ascending um it, it just doesn't seem like throughout the entire draft they really knew what they were doing and i think they were thrown off by the the controversy that was aj brown yeah we saw it all night long with that just the, the that that war room was just so disappointed every time it was like whatever you saw mike rabel making a call it was like hey you want to be a Tennessee Titan? We don't have AJ <laughs> Brown anymore. We got Ryan Tannehill though. Come on over, be a part of the future. Hangs up mm-hmm. and cries. Uh, it was very. I mean, it's 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 wild to think about that, and it's bad business uh, for the Tennessee Titans to to be honest. It was bad business to what they did with uh with AJ Brown. But the other trade that happened in the first round that was uh that shook up the the draft was Hollywood Brown. Heading to the Arizona Cardinals with pick 100 in the draft in exchange for pick 23, which ended up being traded back and then ended up being Tyler Linderbaum to the Baltimore Ravens. Dylan, when this trade rolled through, what did you think? You know, my initial reaction to this trade was, man, Lamar Jackson's losing the one weapon that he has. I mean, I know we've seen Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews be a little bit there, but I mean, they need as much help as they can get at the wide receiver position. You know, you look at a Hollywood Brown. I know he hasn't been the best thing. Uh, he, he was shining for a little bit last year. He had some great stretches of play where I thought he might take that next step and be a great wide receiver. But I think they just labeled that as, hey, this is a situation we just we got to move on from. I mean, this is someone we wanted more production from, and we haven't gotten it yet. And, and you know, you look at the Arizona Cardinals from their point of view – They knew what was going down with DeAndre Hopkins. They knew they wanted to get another weapon outside. They lose an A.J. Green. Uh, They lose a couple pieces on that offense. And uh, you end up going ahead and going back and taking uh, someone like Hollywood Brown, reuniting him 
with uh, Mr. Kyler Murray. So I think it's a good move for the Cardinals side, the Ravens. I mean, I'm not a fan of it from their vantage point, but it was one of those where they just chalked up to, hey, maybe it wasn't the best pick that we made a few years ago. Hollywood? Whoa. Whoa. Do we think think that had the wide receivers not went on a run there, that the Cardinals still make that trade, or do they draft one instead? Say a Chris Olave, say a Jamison Williams, a Traylon Burks is still there. Do you think that trade still happens, or do you think they take one of the younger guys? Not with Jamal. That would, that would be, I mean, yeah, it would, I guess it would be dependent on, I mean, I think they would have, I, I think they would have stayed, stayed Pat though. And that, <laughs> like, when you think about that question, you're basically saying, would you rather, if you're Arizona, would you rather Hollywood or any of these guys? Are you saying that these guys are going to end up being better than Hollywood Brown? Are you willing to take your shot on these guys? And to be honest, I think I would have, Olave, I would have rather taken my shot on him than than Hollywood. Jameis Winston or Jameis Williams, Jameis Williams, I would have rather taken my shot on him. Jahan Dotson, is that the line? Is that the line? Maybe. No, because I think Jahan no. Dotson's better than both of those guys. But uh, what is that noise? Sorry, I live on an. I live near an Air Force base. They fly every hour. Oh, that's oh what? my goodness. <laughs> you have been, we have been doing shows together for so long. And I don't what? think I have ever heard that. Even our draft show, we have never heard that. No, four hours of coverage. Yeah, what? what? The hell? They, they fly by every hour. Anyways, um, <laughs> got the roof that open? Oh, what? <laughs> got the sunroof open? <laughs> Tammy got the windows open. That's what it is. Tammy got the windows open. <laughs> But um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. I think I yeah, think, I, I don't yeah. I don't know I, I don't know I actually <laughs> like Hollywood Brown better than some of those guys you named. Um, I'd rather have Hollywood Brown, you know, than Chris Olave. I, I you know how I feel yeah. about him. Uh, I honestly probably would have would rather have Hollywood Brown <laughs> over Jahan Dotson, maybe over Jamison Williams. I don't think Hollywood Brown gets a fair shake playing in the offense he played in. That is a low volume passing game, and they don't use the outside threat very often. It's just a fact. And now he's going to a situation that does. So um, we saw his number. I talked about this the other day. We saw his numbers increase each year. I think you give him an opportunity to kind of show out in Arizona here early on. And he's going to be a threat there. I mean, you think about the guys they got. It's just A.J. Green, him, and Rondell Moore right now for the first six games. So um, I could see Hollywood Brown having a, a really nice year with Kyler Murray. Uh, I, just, I just thought it was cu- – I was just curious. Like, do they think maybe like you and say, oh, maybe a Jamison Williams upside is better than a Hollywood Brown? Uh, but let's not forget, Hollywood Brown was drafted, I believe, 18th overall in the first round of an NFL yeah. draft just a few years ago. So uh, it's just an interesting thought. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, wasn't it like a three-touchdown drop game that he had? Like he would have three touchdowns and he dropped all of them or something last season? Uh, Is that I what mean, it was? Maybe. I don't know. I, 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 if I'm not mistaken. But what I'm getting at is we'll be sitting here now talking about 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns as opposed to just over a thousand and six touchdowns in a run heavy offense where everybody says Hollywood Brown just wasn't it. So I I, I wouldn't have Hollywood over those guys. You would think that would have been over, over a thousand. You you would think that that would be an 1100 yard season. If Lamar was the quarterback for the rest for the, for the whole season, that would be be the case. He he had a great year. Like Hollywood had a really great year. He was playing with Tyler Huntley for a while. Like let's not forget about all the injuries there. Yeah, the biggest thing is it comes down to the fit 
and he didn't seem like he fit there and wanted to move on. But I'm very excited for this offseason to progress and us to start getting into our fantasy shows because I'm very interested to see you guys' thoughts on AJ Brown and Hollywood AJ Brown and Hollywood Brown's fantasy outlook heading into the 2022 season. But I guess you guys are just gonna have to stay tuned to that. Uh, and speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, we will be talking about the Arizona Cardinals and the entire NFC West only on YouTube tomorrow when our clips drop. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube page at Sac City Pod and the rest of the great stuff. Dylan, now's your chance, buddy. Feed the ducks and tell the beautiful people at home where they can follow us at. I got some bread in my hand. I think I'm ready to feed some ducks, you know? Quack, quack. Head on over to all social media pl- platforms. That's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's Twitter, it's YouTube, and it's that tweet, 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 t- 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 TikTok. TikTok, all at Sac City Pod. Type in Sac City Pod and on all of those applications, and it'll pop up. You'll see our beautiful four faces. Well, three plus mine, but it's amazing. You'll see all of our faces. You'll hear all of our content, all of our funniness. It happens at Sac City Pod on all five of those platforms. Be sure to check us out. Leave a like, leave a comment, and leave a subscription. This is your fault. This is your fault. This is your fault. I think I made the right choice. (laughs) Before the show, AJ's like, you know, I'm just not feeling it. So send the socials, send the social read to Dylan. And uh, Dylan, you knocked it out of the park, man. You knocked it out of the park. I think we were blessed. Uh, what, what I come in for yeah, yeah, is yeah. this bad boy. Or do you want it? You, Dylan, do you do you know about this? Are you aware of this? I am aware. It's the Sac City shirt. Check it out. I believe we got 10 days left. Is that, is that, is that the thing there, Vinny? That is correct. Good job. Ten Dylan. Days. Dylan. Wow. See? Holy See? shit, this Come guy's hot. Yeah, he's, it's, guy. well, hot streaks come to an end. But anyways, welcome to Sac City, ladies and gentlemen. Draft was held in uh, Las Vegas, of course. Great graphic design there on a t-shirt. Slap it on there and buy it. You can purchase it. Bonfire. Be sure to check it out. The link is available on our social medias. And I just told you where to find it, at Sac City Pod. Purchase that shirt today and rep the Sac City in your city. Oh! What a guy. What a move. <laughs> what a move. What a way to end it. Slam dunked it. Just dunked on that. Good job, Dylan. Well done. Uh, well done. Thank you. Yeah, I learned Sac how to City, do ad reads. All that good stuff. You did. Did you I learn mean, that in what, that Debbie's class? No, it was the later yeah. one. Remember Shasky? the line and Kugels. Remember that? Shetzel. <laughs> yeah, Shetzel. Sure Shetzel no. Shetzel yeah, for the no. Audio no. Podcast. Eminem. No. Get Hazel Nutty. 100%. No. Get Hazel Nutty. I didn't like I had it like in Christine's class. It was like an orange. No, soda she did one too. She did one too. She did one too. But like hers was different. Like even Mac <laughs> got, had them too. But you like you guys did ad read. Yeah, you didn't do an ad read. Remember you got the list for the podcast. You had to do the ten minute podcast week two of Shetzel. Get Hazel Nut. He he's forgetting <laughs> because the only thing the only thing on his mind such is the achievers. Cow- Wow. The only thing on your mind, though, is the Cowboys draft, which is where we are starting tonight to kick off our NFC East draft recap. The Cowboys did some big things early on in the draft with the big three. Tyler Smith in the first round, followed up by Sam Williams and my guy, Jalen Tolbert. Aaron, you are the resident Cowboy fan here. It's only fitting that you kick things off. And 
What were your overall thoughts on this this draft for the Cowboys? We know on Thursday you were a little little bummed out about the Tyler Smith thing, and then he came back on Friday. You were happy, positive about it, and now it's all over. How are you feeling? Um, I feel okay. Okay, I'm not gonna say it's great, and I'm not gonna say it's poor. The fact of the matter is, is they did what they've done for the past decade. They've addressed needs. Yeah, you're right. The first day I was not happy about Tyler Smith. I thought there were some other ways they could have gone. The fact remains is the offensive line depth was a problem, regardless of what we did in the offseason, letting go of a Lyle Collins, losing a, a Connor Williams. The offensive line needed to be addressed. They did that with the Tyler Smith and Matt Willetsko. Um, they actually did it with a Jake Ferguson as well, who they can kind of mix in at tight end. And he can, he's good in the pass game, but he can also you know improve as a blocker, hopefully give us some depth there. They went after edge rusher. They went after linebacker and defensive back. Those are all needs of the Dallas Cowboys. It's what they've been doing for a decade. Um, I think it did. It lacked the star power that I think we were kind of accustomed with the Dallas Cowboys, right? Getting a CD lamb, um, getting these big names and people want to see those big names come off the board. So my issue so much at the end of the day, wasn't about the draft. There were some question marks about the players, a Sam Williams. I had some question marks where he went. I thought there might've been some guys there that they could have took over him. Um, he, you know, he has some ability, but he lacks some strength at times. So that grade on that I give on a Sam Williams is not as high. But overall, I thought they did an okay job. I really like the demo, uh, the Damon Clark pick in the fifth round. If he can come back and play football next year um, in 2023, I think that is going to be big for them. And again, it was late pick. It was a risk, but uh, very little risk with the high reward. So overall, okay. Now, and I don't mean to continue on you here, but I'm going to because you, I believe you mentioned to me the other day that you were trying to defend the Sam Williams pick the other day on TikTok. Was that what, was that what you were doing oh. or cause you, you gave him a C here and then you listed that he, you wanted to negatively talk about him tonight. So what, what, yeah. what's going on with yeah. Sam Williams? No. So I did not tell you that I was <laughs> like defending him. I went on TikTok and got into it with the guy because he was showing a play of Sam Williams, basically beating Alabama. Like, he went over the, he went around the edge on, on Evan Neal, but he over pursued. So Evan Neal just let him get up the field and pushed him out. And it left this big void. The guy said it opened up the offensive line. I said, no, it created a pocket <laughs> for the quarterback. And then he started bringing up stuff. Well, if Micah Parsons was the linebacker, he could have shot the gap and, and he would have closed the distance. It made no sense. What I was trying to say is Sam Williams is the ability is there. That technique can be poor. He can over pursue at times. He lacks strength sometimes when he when he tries to go straight into it, one of those bigger tackles. They tend to just maul him. Um, those are things that I'm worried about with Sam Williams. But he does have some avil- uh, ability. I think he can develop. I think he'd be really, really good on third down passing situations initially. But yes, I do believe there were better rushers at that time in the draft. Um, but again, you know, I know they're looking for dynamic playmakers on that defense. He can kind of grow into that, I believe. But no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't actually defending Sam. The Sam Williams in itself. I was okay. trying to tell this Cowboys fan on TikTok that he was wrong. <laughs> okay, okay. Because that was your. You were the. You were the lowest on that. And I even. I when you when you look at my grades, I I put a big fat D on that one. Not well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. I put. I, I gave that one a D. I didn't like the pick. I didn't like Sam Williams there, especially with guys like Nick Benito still on the board and you go for Sam Williams. I thought that was, that was, I don't think Nick Benito was still on the board. He was, he's on the ice. He was. Yeah. Nick Benito and Drake Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Nick Benito went in the second round, right? Yes. 
with like the last pick in the second round. Sam Williams, yeah, Sam Williams went before him. I remember yeah. checking. I remember. Yeah, I can't. Forward. I can't. That's why. That's, that's why okay. I graded it the way it was because Sam Williams, Sam Williams went fifty sixth overall, and Nick Benito went sixty fourth overall to the okay. Denver Broncos. So that's that's why I that's why I went even lower on that because I thought Nick Benito was a better and not Nick Benino. Well. Dylan, but Nick Benito. Well, you, you guys like Nick Benito as well, and I th- thought he would drop because I'm not a huge fan of Nick Benito. Would you? So I would. Would you? I have, probably would have felt the same way. Okay, so you're you're okay with going Sam Williams over Nick Benito? Yeah, that's not. I don't think he thinks it moves the needle that much, and I, I mean, to an extent, I would agree that the only issue with Sam Williams, in my opinion, is just the timing. If you really wanted him, he probably would have still been there in the third round if you really wanted him. And that's my only issue. But other than that, what he does on the field, and maybe not at the Cowboys pick, you, you might be right about that. But um, but what he does on the field, I think, is going to help. Uh, I think it takes away uh, a little bit of that Randy Gregory void. His length is something that I think is going to help a lot uh, while he tightens up and polishes his actual NFL football acumen. So some of the natural ability you'll see, he'll be able to rush the passer and create havoc and allow some of these other guys and these other linebackers to get to get through and get to the quarterback. So he just has to be polished in my opinion, but I liked it a little bit more than Aaron does, but it's his team. I get it. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a harsh critic, man. He's a, he, he wants, he, he wants the well, best I, for his Cowboys. I, I was easily the hardest grader out of anybody. I Overall, don't know, man. Like I, I, pe- I'm pretty sure well, I dropped a 1.9 no, no, no. on someone today. You did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying individually, there weren't picks that were lower than mine, but overall you guys were a little bit more generous with grades than I were. And it's just kind of, again, my mentality post-draft. I'm no longer hyping these players up. It's not about hype to me anymore. These players have been drafted. They have, they, now I'm telling you what they need to do to be good NFL football players. And I think that's where I struggle with just grading guys. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no longer looking at their college tape. I don't care. The fact of the matter is how are you going to translate to the NFL now? And um, that's, that's where I'm at. And apparently Nick Benito doesn't translate well. No, it's just Nick I'm Benito. not as high on him as others. I don't want to say Benito he would be not. Good. He would. Nick Benito Broncos would not. Beat the Cowboys this year. Do they play this year? Is that a thing? I don't think no. that's a thing. I don't know. I don't. But I'm resilient. I'm, still mad, I'm just still mad that I went back on it last year because they were playing like trash and the Cowboys were playing great, <laughs> and then the Broncos smashed. AJ, AJ, <laughs> let it go. Gotta I can't. Go. I can't. He loves that. It was a regular season game. The Broncos didn't make the playoffs. The Cowboys went 12 and five. You were right, Jay, to pick the Cowboys. Stop. <laughs> Big Denver wrong. Denver, Denver is guy. AJ's AFC crush. He loves him. Yeah. Big, big-time Denver guy. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. Does anyone <laughs> else have anything that they want to talk about on the Cowboys? Because we're going to have an overall GPA released at the end of this show regarding <laughs> the Cowboys and the rest of the NFC East. Uh, but is there any other players that jumped out to you guys that the Dallas Cowboys selected uh, in, throughout the draft, whether it be first round or seventh round, whatever? I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Um, if the words are true and uh, Damone Clark gets to play in 22, it's going to be a great pick. He was, he was one of those guys at LSU that kind of held everything down to get him in the fifth round. Honestly, even if he ends up redshirting a year, I get they need linebacker help. But when he's on the field, you'd imagine he's going to be better. I know there's some fear with the Jalen Smith situation, how they waited on him. But um, if he can stay healthy and if he plays in 2022, he's going to be a guy that can uh, change that linebacking core next to Micah Parsons. I really like uh, really like the fact that they decided to go after that pick in the fifth round. You know, they didn't reach or anything like that. We had, yeah. I think we talked about someone grabbing him in the fourth round. And then lastly, yeah. I gave an A plus grade to Matt. Well, let's go. 
Oh, just for my guy, Aaron. I was yeah. very happy that you got, you got Matt. Well, let's go on your squad. So uh, yeah, you, I gave it a plus grade for that. Just for my guy. Yeah. Aaron, you actually had that as a, as a B plus on there when I think all of us yeah. went a on that one and, or no Dylan went a B on it, but that was the guy we were like, Oh, he went to the Cowboys. I'm sure Aaron's going to just love that pick. <laughs> you get a, I B do. Plus. a B plus is loving. Like, not everything has to be an A. The B plus is I believe he's a sleeper. I believe he's going to be a really good offensive lineman in the NFL for a really long time. But that doesn't make him a Hall of Famer. That doesn't mean that, that this was a, a slam dunk, knock it out of the park. I mean, let's be honest. He's still, he still comes from a very small school in North Dakota, doesn't play the greatest competition. He has to show he can do it at the NFL level. I like him. But again, I'm not just going to throw A's around the park just because it's a guy I like. I'm, I'm very realistic. I just threw that one out there. I was like, hey, hell yeah, give it to him. My guy got his guy. You get an A. a. You get an A. Get an a. It, was, it was one of those Dylan? days the teacher came to work and was really happy about what happened the night before, which is giving out A's. <laughs> just buzzing. Dylan? I wanted to say one thing on Clark. You know, AJ said he'd be short, then he rambled for 55. But, you know, I am going to be short. Clark, Clark, you know, um, I think that's – I mean, we've seen Dallas do this many times, right? Van Der Esch had some injury history. Uh, we're in the big old neck roll and something there, the linebacker position. Jalen Smith, we mentioned earlier, uh, injury, trying to give it a shot. I mean, I, I love the way that Dallas every single year – not every single year, but, you know, they, they take those risks at the linebacker position on guys that fall. I'm shocked they didn't try it with Miles Jack. I mean, just uh, linebackers that fall that could potentially fit their scheme, and although they do have the injury history or concern, they, they, they take that swing. And a fifth-round pick on a guy like that, it could be advantageous for them. First-round grade, first grade linebacker, if 100% healthy. He's going in the first round. So, um, again, low risk, high reward. It doesn't work out. It's just a fifth round pick that didn't work out. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. It's common with some of these other teams in the NFC East because the next team we're going to talk about is the Philadelphia Eagles. And they drafted Jordan Davis in the first round, followed up by Cam Jurgens, and then drafted the linebacker who... Fit, fits that exact thing right there. What we just said, first round grade. If he did not have those, those health concerns or declining shoulder surgery, he would have been a first round talent, first round pick. He then falls to the Philadelphia Eagles in the middle rounds and an absolute steal. This is this, this definitely the Eagles. I feel like rank very high up in best drafts uh, in the NFL. And when you look at our grades to them and, and I'll just jump into mine here. Obviously not a lot of picks, because I mean, they, the AJ Brown trade and then moving up to get certain guys. I really liked what the Philadelphia Eagles here. Jordan Davis is an obvious, just perfect pick. And then the cam Jurgens pick. That's the one I kind of wanted to talk about here before I send it to Dylan for his boy, Kyron Johnson. Uh, the cam Jurgens pick, it kind of confuses me. They have Jason Kelsey, is this so? This is so. It, does Cam Jurgens play this year, or is it is it wait behind Jason Kelsey and then, boom? Well, I mean, Jason Kelsey was getting prepared to retire this season, so 
the fact that he came back, you get a guy who in Nebraska, they said was one of the better line uh, centers in the, in the, in college football. Of course, other people have different thoughts on that, but he gets to learn behind Jason Kelsey. And, uh, and they say that they liked a lot of what he does is how Jason Kelsey was able to be successful in their system. They see a lot of Kelsey in Cam Jurgens. So even if there's just enough there that Kelsey can teach him uh, what he's been doing to be successful, how to mess with that line. Uh, I think he fits in next season when Kelsey's gone. So, so no, no playing unless barring an injury. Can, can Cam Jurgens, right. Aaron, can he play guard? Do you see him playing anywhere else on that line this season, or is it behind Jason Kelsey unless there's an injury and then boom? Um, I, I think it might be injury kind of related just because of the fact that he's, I mean, the Philadelphia's offensive line is actually really good. So it's not like they have some, some kind of beat up offensive line, but can he play other positions? Sure. He's versatile. He played multiple sports in high school. He's somebody who's super athletic. We talk about, um, he was a, a multi-position athlete in multiple different sports. He played linebacker before he's played tight end. This is the guy that's athletic and move around. I just think this is more of a wait and see approach with them. Let Jason Kelsey kind of finish out his career. And then you bring in a guy like Cam Jurgens who can learn from, I don't want to say his protege, but they're very, very similar. Yeah. Um, now he's going to turn out to be, Jason, Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. That's one of the better <laughs> offensive line, uh, offensive yeah. linemen centers in, in the NFL. So I don't know if we'll get to that extent, but the fact of the matter is, is he could play now if they need him to. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. They have Landon Dickerson. They have Mylotta. They have uh, Simolo, Simolo, and then they have Lane yeah. Johnson. So I don't know where you're putting Cam Jurgens to start, but if there's an injury on that offensive line and you need to plug him in, you can't. And by the way, I didn't love the pick either. I mean, I, I, I graded that pick actually lower, but it had nothing to do with Cam Jurgen. Um, I, I think, first of all, in, in totality, I think you guys are overhyping the Eagles draft. I don't think they actually drafted that well. Really? Um, you know, I don't. I feel like the Jordan Davis pick was, it was a great pick. But again, it's for like next year. It's for we're like we're, they're almost preparing two years from now because you sure. still have Fletcher Cox in the middle. You still have a good defensive line already Good. yeah he'll he'll contribute but it's for two years from now talking about nicobe dean who's again you guys know how i feel about nicobe dean love him but the more i hear about him the more i'm getting even concerned about the injury because it's not just the injuries it's also the size it's also the ability to go sideline to sideline in the nfl with that speed so I, there's a little bit of concern there but i still graded him as a b plus and then the other guys i just felt like again another tight end uh, they didn't address the secondary which is a huge question mark for me. So I don't praise the Eagles draft as highly as, as maybe Vinny does. Um, I thought they had some nice picks, but I think a lot of people are looking at the AJ Brown trade and saying, Oh, that was a, such a great draft for them because they got AJ Brown. I didn't include that in. I, uh, I, I have to slightly disagree with you when it comes to Nicobe Dean. I mean, I get that the concern, the concerns are there, uh, but, he said over and over again that these injuries have not been serious. Maybe they've been some things that are nagging, but, I mean, he's coming from great stock. I mean, some people would argue that he was the best player on the best defense in the SEC last season. I mean, and the best part about it with him is because of that defensive line and all the depth they have at it, this guy may be one of those who never has to go one-on-one -on -one with the blocker or very, very seldomly. will be able to get through the gaps, will be able to bust the edge, will be able to do things with his speed, that will allow him to go not untouched every time, but if he can get a blast on somebody, it's going to be over quicker than it started. So I, I, if these injuries from his side of things, they're not as serious as they say, 
getting him in the third round as a linebacker who can step in and be an impact, I, I'd be all about that for him. Yeah, that, that's that's why you have to rank him. I mean, you look at it, I think all of us, and even in AJ's grade, gave that an A. I gave that an A as well. I mean, whether the injury thing is a concern or not, that you're getting a first-round talent, similar to what we just talked about with Damon Clark. Getting that type of player with that potential in the third round, it's an absolute steal. Whether If he pans out, great. If he doesn't, you only spent a third round pick, uh, a, a mid to late third round pick on him. So I, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not saying that it actually, I am saying it's a great pick. It is a great pick well, from the Philadelphia. I, Eagles. I, I think you guys are downplaying the fact that it's just injury. I don't know that it's just injury. There is more concern about Nicobe Dean than just injury. Size is an issue. Uh, his speed is an issue. Like these are things that scouts and GMs now that the draft is over has come out and said that. And to AJ's point at Georgia, he played with Trayvon Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis in on their defensive line. As good as Philadelphia's defensive line is, it's not so, bad in college. Like, this is the NFL. They're also going against all-pro offensive linemen. This is not Georgia versus Kentucky in, a, in some SEC game. Like, N'Kobe yeah, Dean is going to have to get physical and go ahead and get off of blocks. It's not going to be free reign like he had at Georgia. Again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Nicobe Dean because I was the first person to bring up Nicobe Dean. I love him. I love his mentality. The more I look into it, the more I pay attention, the more I'm starting to look at NFL skill sets, he could have a very hard time translating that to the NFL. And then you mix in the injury history, the speed in which the game is played at the NFL. I start to pull back a little bit. And again, a B plus is, is a great grade for a third round pick, by the way. But oh, yeah, you do I, have, I just want, you do I want to keep expectations <laughs> where they should be at and not think this guy's going to come out all of a sudden and be some all pro. Like yeah. I, I, I need to see it now. I, I think it's a good pick, but I need to see it. Yeah. I gave that an A. I gave that an A plus. I was freely to give that one an A plus because a, he was the best. He was by far the best inside linebacker available. Like it wasn't even mm-hmm. close uh, there. No they yeah. needed an inside line, but they needed linebacker help. They did. And then, because I mean, we were on the chat talking on day two about how the Eagles, because that what did they go? They went offense in the second round, right? That was what did they go? Oh yeah, they, they went, went, went They went center. They went. Sure. They went a depth piece in the second round. So it's like Eagles. What are you, what are you doing now in the third round? You do go out and you get that guy who is what an actual need, best player there, and it's not even close. So that's why I gave that an A plus. But Dylan, Kyron Johnson. Kyron Johnson. Kyron Johnson. He he's good, man. He's good. He's a good little linebacker. You know, Um, you look at N'Kobe Dean, right? He's he's someone that uh, you mentioned could have size issues, whatever. Kyron Johnson's a nice little kid out of of Kansas. Um, He he played pretty solid linebacker in college. And I mean, that guy's a hard tackler. He plays hard. And that's what you want on your defense is someone who can uh, move around a little bit in the sixth round, getting someone of that skill set. I'm about it. I'm about it. I think that that was a fantastic pick by them. I mean, that guy, he, he proved it again in Kansas, and he can prove it in Philadelphia as well. And, and there's a lot of moving pieces on that defense, and there's a lot of great talent on that defense that he could step in, maybe maybe pop some heads in, in training camp and work his way into the starting lineup. There you go. So, oh, starting lineup? Wow. I, yeah. I mean, Kaiser White, Derek Barnett, Hassan Reddick, Kobe Dean, TJ Edwards. I don't think he's cracking anybody's starting lineup unless unless Injury. there's some injuries there. Um, again, late round pick, nice. He, like Dylan said, he's a nice little player. Uh, he is. You know. <laughs> plays hard. 
He's a he's, he'd probably he's, be a hell of a special the team. One, the one thing that you did mention, he's a very consistent tackler, and he actually does play special teams. He's really good at it. But his arms are really short. Offensive linemen oh. get on him. He, he doesn't play as strong, so he's not going to be that like middle linebacker guy. He's more going to play that outside um, Hassan Reddick position, and I don't think he's supplanting Hassan Reddick. Uh, but, you know, off-the-ball linebacker depth is needed in the NFL. He might be able to, to stay on a team. He might make the team. We'll see. But, uh, again, I grading him it. high. Yes. Boy. We got to remember these round five through seven picks don't always make the team, guys. They could be practice squad players. They could be on a different team by the time the season starts. So uh, pump the brakes on a Kyron Johnson. We'll come back to this. He's a dog. We'll move on here. But uh, before we do that, I want to pull the curtain back. uh, And this does not have to be on YouTube or whatever. Uh, I set Dylan up there for failure. 100% failure there. Not intentional. But 100% failure there because I mixed up him and the running back from Notre Dame because I'm an asshole and we're talking in the Rams in just a little bit. So, yeah, Yeah, my apologies, uh... Dylan. My apologies. Okay. Just, I, I went with well, it. Damn, right? you should have put that in the chat so I wouldn't have bashed him for saying he's a nice no, player. I mean, honestly, that, while he was talking, well, I was like, wait a second. Kansas. What did he give him? Kansas. What did he give him? What did he give him on a grade? C. A C. Definitely going on YouTube. Definitely going on YouTube. In my personal (laughs) notes, I put just ask Dylan about Kyron Williams. No, I just put Kyron. That's all I put. put That's all I put. And I, for some reason, like an asshole, just only put my Purdue, my personal notes just for our NFC West show, not thinking about That's this. Funny. And I looked at that and I'm like, oh, shit. And he said Kansas. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? At, at least you didn't roll the B-roll oh, of Kyron Williams. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have it. We don't, we don't have, have it. Any, yeah, we don't have it. But no, I, so I apologize, Dylan. We're going to now move on. And hopefully I can set you up for something better when we talk about the Washington Commanders and their draft. They started it off trading yes. back and then selecting Jahan Dotson, followed by Fedarian Mathis and Sam Howell. It was a later pick. I know that didn't, that's not in chronological order, but just for Aaron, I made sure to put Sam Howell on this list because Aaron gave that pick an A. <laughs> an A. Minus. But you gave time. it an A too. I may have also given it an A. And so did um, Dylan. He gave it an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan gave it an A plus. AJ. Oh, AJ, the big Carson Wentz fan, did not like <laughs> Sam Howell in the fifth of round. Course, he of gave course. that shit a B. Of course. He gave He's that like, shit they a B. Sam Howell, they got Carson Wentz. is trash. They got Carson Wentz. Hey, hey. Sam Howell's a good little runner. He's a good little Sam, runner. Sam Howell <laughs> is trash, and, and Carson Wentz is the dumpster. Like, See, like, let me let me let me let me go back because honestly, goodness. I didn't even want to say he was trash. I'm just I am not a fan of what I've seen Sam Howell do. The re- only reason it's got to be is because I also agree that the Washington Commanders need a quarterback because Carson Wentz is only going to be there for a short amount of time. So, but okay. say what you will with your A's and whatnot. I mean, hey, bravo! Hey. They got to give me. They also waited five rounds to do it. Real, <laughs> real quick, you know who his dog was in college, right? Diami Brown. They're together in Washington. That's yeah. fun. But listen, let, well, let's get into the let's get into the Washington, whatever their team name is, Commanders draft now. 
Um, so much hate. I, I graded this team uh, very, very poorly, to be honest, overall. Uh, the two players that got over a C were Jahan Dotson for me, uh, strictly based on his talent alone. I hated the pick, but on his talent alone, I gave him a B. I gave them a B for that pick because he's that good to me. And then the A minus that I gave Sam Howell. They did not address anything that they needed. Like nothing. Nope. They, they just didn't do anything that they needed. They went out last year. They got a Curtis Samuel. They a defensive line. You want to play the B-roll for Derry Mathis? Let's talk about it. Montez Sweat, Chase Young. They got a, a defensive line full of pro bowl and potential like all pro defensive lineman players. And yet they go waste a second round pick on Fedarian Mathis. A decent player has some work to do, but I don't think Washington addressed any need that they had outside of the quarterback position, which they did late and good for them. They got the A for Sam Howell. Uh, it just goes to show you the Daniel Snyder, that front office, not only can they not run an organization, but they don't know how to draft either. Like they can't put a, a good football product on the field either. Uh, it's terribly disappointing for a guy like a Jahan Dotson to get drafted to that organization right now, especially with all of the turmoil that's going on there. And it sucks for Ron Rivera because he came into it, but you would hope he could have kind of his thumbprint on it and make some changes there. I, I don't really know what they're doing. They, like I said, they, they drafted a running back who they, they just resigned JD McKissick. They just got Antonio yeah. Gibson who sh- showed when you give him the ball, he can be effective. They just um, they had the other running back we tried to Jared Patterson. talk about the other day. Yeah, Jared, yeah, Patterson, Jared Patterson they just got. Yep. And then you go draft another one this year. Like, what is it that they're actually doing? A Brian Robinson's a nice player, but where's he fit in in that offense? Well, it, it, it's one thing, and, and this is where, where my grades come. I gave I gave Place that one an F, a flat-out F. And I think Dylan also gave that one a flat-out F. Yes, you did. You gave back-to-back Fs for the Washington Commanders, Dylan. But the Brian Robinson one, and you guys obviously know how big of an Alabama fan I am, I had a hard time giving them an F, but that's what they deserved because you talk about how they didn't even need a running back listing Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, and, and Jared Patterson, him falling down that depth chart. It's one thing to draft a running back and not really need it, it's the other thing to draft them with the 98th pick in the draft when you have seventh round picks that you could spend it on. Like it doesn't yeah. make sense. That is absolutely mind boggling for a team that you go out and you trade for Carson Wentz. You trade picks for Carson Wentz because you are a team that thinks that they have a shot at the Super Bowl or a shot at a good playoff run. Those type of picks don't do that. None of those picks do that. I am so interested to see what the commander fans have to say in the chat to react to this draft because none of it made sense. None of it at all. Vinny, it took you 26 episodes for a good take and you nailed it right there. Boom. AJ, can you do me a favor while I make this point? Can you just look up second round? What DBs were still there in second and third round? Cornerbacks or safety? And just I actually have that up. Oh, well, maybe you do. Then good. Great. The fact of the matter is, is this is my point. The Washington depth chart. Stop. Please stop. <laughs> the, the Washington depth chart outside of William Jackson in the secondary is Carmen Curl, Bobby McCain, Jeremy Reeves, Percy. Well, Percy Butler now, I believe he was drafted by them or picked up as a free agent. Uh, Benjamin St. Justy, I guess. Troy Ooh. Apke. Corn uh, Elder. I, who oh are God. these what people? Their- and then they, they have Kendall Fuller. So they what have about Kendall their safeties? Fuller, that, their safeties are Carmen Curl and Bobby McKay. Okay. 
Because right after right after the Fedarian Mathis pick, literally the <laughs> Chicago Bears selected Jaquan Brisker, the safety out of Penn State, who would have been a great, absolutely, absolutely. great pick. And then there are other cornerbacks listed as as well there. Martin Emerson was there. The very next pick, even though it was a reach, was Alante Taylor from Tennessee. Yeah. Like, Anybody, the very next just take, pick, the, yeah. take the position of need when you need it, and there's good yeah. players available. Like, yeah. to take a Fedarian Mathis, and who Taylor is Britt. never, who, I'm not going to yeah. say never going to see the field. He will see the field as a backup rotational defensive line piece. Like, like they, have, they still got, they got guys like Daniel Wise as backups already. And then you got Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, and Deron Payne. Cool. Get after the passer. But you have so many other needs for a team that, quote, is close to winning that division and close to making the playoffs, everybody says. Uh, they just did a piss poor job of managing their roster and these draft picks. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think we've hit it. I think we hit it with the Washington Commanders. And again, Commanders fans, Manny Nation, Commander Nation, whatever you guys are calling Manny. yourselves nowadays. Manny Please drop it in the chat what you guys think here. If we're wrong, let us know. If we're right, also let us know and share with your friends. Uh, But that's the Washington Commanders for you. The last team on our list is the New York Football Giants. And they kicked off their draft strong by selecting in the top 10, Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. Big time prospects there, tops of the board uh, on some people's list, and then followed it up in the second round with one of Aaron's favorite prospects, Juan Dale Robinson, the wide receiver out of Kentucky. And that is actually where I want to start before we get into really Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. The Juan Dale Robinson pick, you, Aaron, you're high on him. One of your, my guys really on the, of the, of the draft, especially in the wide receiver position. You look at their wide receiver depth chart, Kenny Galladay. Sterling Shepard, Canarius Tony's still there. Now you throw Wandale Robinson in. Where does he fit? I'm not saying it's a bad pick. You listed, you gave that one a B. That's a that's a good grade, especially for your very hard standards. Where does Wandale Robinson fit in with this Giants team? Um, I think he's going to make an immediate impact, and not in the sense of some fantasy terms where he's going to have a thousand yards and do all that stuff. To me, it's a weapon on offense to give Daniel Jones the best chance to succeed. We talked about Daniel Jones throwing to Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. Nice little players, but are they dynamic? We saw the difference in their offense when Saquon Barkley is going and dynamic, and when Kadarius Toney came in and was being dynamic, they were able to make some more plays in that offense. Now you bring over a Brian Dable, you get him a weapon like Wondell Robinson. This is about putting weapons around Daniel Jones to see if he is the guy. And I don't think this was a short-term play. I think this was a long-term play on Brian Dable's part. Sterling Shepard's probably not going to be there much longer. You talked about already trying to move Darius Slayton. That doesn't leave very many weapons there, right? You still have uh, a Kadarius Tony. Saquon Barkley said to be in good shape. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Uh, but outside of that, they don't have much. Wandale Robinson is that kind of piece. He is electric. The man, his last season at Kentucky, when they shifted full-time to receiver, he had 100 catches, 1,400 yards, um, had another 100 on the ground, had seven touchdowns. This is the guy, if you get him the ball, in his hands, he is going to make plays. I think that's really, really important for the Giants to see if Daniel Jones is that guy. Can you shut up about Saquon Barkley? Uh, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm, I'm done. I, I did. I said it last year. I said the same thing every day. Stop talking about Saquon Barkley. That was like I was in high school when that dude was good. Okay, so let's chill. I'm about to graduate college for any purpose. Anyway, 
Um, looking at this offense, I do like the Wandale pick. But once again, this Giants team had so many needs, right? They, they need cornerback help. They ended up getting one eventually. They had so many needs. I didn't think wide receiver was a need there. I mean, this is a team that's far off. And, and the, yeah, they pull up the graphic there. I mean, they did need some O-line help. They lose a Will Hernandez. They did replace him with uh, Glowinski. But still, I, I think this team needed more help in other areas than wide receiver. They had Kadarius Tony. they drafted last year. I think they were fine at one position that they actually had depth on the roster was at wide receiver. I, 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 I'm not a huge fan. Sure, he might be a dynamic playmaker like you talk about. But other than that, I, 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 don't, I don't see the need to draft that position right there. You're wrong. You're wrong. You talked about they didn't have a need and they had needs other, everywhere else. They still have James Bradbury on their roster. They still had Xavier McKinney in the secondary. They still have a Dory Jackson as a secondary in their secondary. Their offensive line consists of Andrew Thomas, John Feliciano, Mark Lewinsky, and now Evan Neal. They needed an edge rusher. Last year, they went out and got Aziz, Ol- Aziz Ojolari, and then now they got Kayvon Thibodeau. They already have Le- Leonard Williams and De- Dexter Lawrence in the interior of that defensive line. Their linebackers are Blake Martinez and Tay Crowder. Where are these holes that you're talking about? The biggest hole for the New York Giants has been at quarterback. What do you do when you have a quarterback that's your biggest hole and you can't really address it? You go out and get them every weapon you can. Yes, you may not want to hear about Saquon Barkley. That's fine. All I said was he said to be healthy. I said I need to see it. That's a big question mark. But you talk about these other guys. Darius Slayton? Are you relying on Darius Slayton to make Daniel Jones great? Sterling Shepard to make him great? No. I'm going to go out and get me some weapons. I could put, guy, put the ball in these guys' hands. Let them run after the catch, and those are those are going to be the electric big plays that you need out of an offense that hasn't had many big plays. The depth chart is fine. You look at the Giants on paper; they should be a team that's contending for the NFC East. The big problem is Daniel me. Jones. The big problem Aaron is Daniel Jones. What is that? What we talked about it last year. The defense of the New York Giants is solid. We talked about that. The issue has been Daniel they Jones. Good. They were good two so, years ago. They were the out issue? a little bit last year. What's the issue Patrick on the Graham Giants? Patrick Graham had been a fantastic job two years ago. What's the last issue year, on the they, Giants, Dylan? What's the issue? They still need, okay. No, I, I, I don't blame you with your point. Yeah, oh, I'm not I'm not saying Daniel Jones is legit by any stretch of the imagination. Don't even put my name attached to that take, okay? <laughs> but I will say, looking at this roster, I think there were needs. I know right now you Where? mentioned James Bradbury, right? James Bradbury's still in the mix. That guy's still potentially a cut. They have so many salary they're cap issues right him. now. They're looking to trade him they, to move this, to move help. that cap. No, they're not cutting they're him. They're trying to move that cap. Yes, they and, can't and cut they, him. They need more cornerback depth. That's what I would like to see them gone there, is a cornerback instead of Wandale. They went to the wrong side of the ball for a playmaker. They went cornerback the, the like 14 picks later in Cordell Flott, a guy you praised. Yeah. So I they like got Flott. Cordell Flott, and they got – or in the third round, they got Cordell Flott and they got Wandell Robinson. Later in the draft, they went and got a Dane Belton, who I wanted to talk about as one of the steals of the draft. I think that pick was amazing. Playmaker out of Iowa, he is going to be a problem in the NFL. So they did address those needs. They didn't They didn't address it where you wanted them to address it, is what you're saying. You wanted them to get somebody I in that. It wasn't a need. But it, it, I, I will die on that hill. It was, Tight end it, was a it, bigger need. It very one. much was a need for, for the Giants. If you look beyond this season. Maybe this season they could have got away with a Kenny Galladay, uh, a Kadarius Tony, and then one of those Darius Slayton or Sterling Shepard. But those guys are probably likely to be gone after this season. Kenny Galladay will still be there. Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony, mind you, has had problems, and they aren't seeing eye to eye. I know he came to camp, but something is not right there, and I don't think they love Kadarius Tony right now, and I think that's part of the reason they went out and got a Wandell Robinson, 
who is a very similar player. Get the ball in his hands, electric with the ball. And I think that may have had something to do with it, but I'm never mad when you have a young quarterback that you're trying to make your franchise quarterback and somebody goes out and gets a bunch of weapons. Like, to me, that's okay. Daniel Jones, there's their hope that he's still good. Otherwise, they would have already moved on from him. So, um, yeah, there's other needs on the Giants, but I believe the Giants on paper have a chance to contend for this division if Daniel Jones can be the guy that they drafted him to be. Now, obviously, that's the biggest thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Good shit, I hope he gets hurt because if Tyrod Taylor, if Tyrod Taylor comes in and starts, that team will probably beat my Dallas Cowboys for the division. I, I'm dead ass serious about that. Stop. Tyrod beats Dak. Oh, it would not. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not making this Tyrod up. I'm not saying Dak. this to make some headlines. If Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback for the Giants with that roster, it would not surprise me if they're contending for the division because the biggest issue on the, the Giants. Oh my God. Will you stop with the Saquon Barkley slander? I get it. He's been hurt. <laughs> All right, let me go. Let me go into one more pick on the Giants as we wrap things up. They did get Cordell Flott, who is a big time my guy for this guy down here. Loves That's loves trademark. some Cordell Flott, uh, but Dane Belton and uh, Darian Beavers, two guys Ooh. we've talked about it on this show before. Before in the pre-draft process, Aaron, you wanted to bring up Belton. And I, who was the, who was the Beavers guy? Who's the big Beavers guy on the show? That's AJ. Well, AJ, I, 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 I liked, I liked Beaver too, but uh, I, I think AJ, I think, uh, I think AJ Let's, could handle. Oh, he's a bit, he's a bear cat. He's oh, so this is, this is right up AJ's yes. alley here. So what, That's why he what him makes so high. you love, <laughs> what makes you love the beef here? I mean, Cincinnati. <laughs> no, um, honestly, honestly, this for me is the value pick. Um, you talk about the linebackers they have and being in a place with good stock. This guy is a Darren Beavers is a guy who works. Uh, he works at it hard. And he's one of those players who is instinctual. When he's on the field, he understands what's about to happen. He knows how to make the play. Now, granted, he's going in the sixth round for a reason. He's not an uber athlete. He's not super fast. Sometimes he has a hard time beating off blocks. But when he's got a chance at an open field tackle, best believe he's making it. When he's got a chance to read the play and bust it up early, best believe he's making it. He was a big part of what they were doing in Cincinnati on, the, on that defense, obviously with the shutdown corners they had on both sides. Uh, Darren Beavers will get it done. He can make his mark on uh, special teams with New York. And with learning behind a guy like Blake Martinez, he will step up. I don't think he's this year. I, he may not even be next year. I believe he'll fit in next year. But I believe in a couple years he'll be one of those guys that shows his mark as a linebacker in the NFL, whether it's with the Giants, which I would imagine, or if it's somewhere else. I think he'll be around for a bit. I love his physicality. You mentioned okay. that. Like he, he's gonna be, he's he's gonna jump out off the tape. Like you're gonna when when you're watching the Giants play or when you watch Cincinnati play and they're playing defense, you notice that guy. He's physical. He's gonna I think he's gonna be a great matchup for tight ends in the NFL because he plays with that physicalness. They're not just going to be able to manhandle linebackers. Some of the smaller linebackers that the NFL has gone to, I think he'll be able to play physical with them, um, get up in their chest and, and make them have to earn everything they're, they're getting, especially when they're getting in and out of their breaks. Um, again, he just jumps off the tape to me. I really, really liked him. I mentioned him when we did our pre-draft process as one of the guys that I thought would go a lot higher than he did, and he fell. So, uh, again, I, I think that was great value in the sixth round. I don't know where I graded him as, but I know I graded him. Uh, pretty decent for for a pick that way. 
Yeah, we like we like the beef. We like the beef. So let's uh, let's see what everything looks at like looks like here uh, with our GPAs and the way we calculated it again. We got we got the we got the muke scale here. We got the muksiah scale here. We value the high the 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 first rounds to third. What what was your what's your yeah. what's your scale? Tell the so people. the scale is the first to fourth round is graded on a five credit uh, unit score, um, and then the remaining draft picks are credited on two units. So uh, I know probably people are like whatever you're talking about, but basically it weighs <laughs> yeah. the the first four rounds a little bit heavier than we rate the the last uh, three rounds just because those rounds are less likely to hit. Uh, but you might find some steals there. So if you graded them really high, it gives a little bump up for, for their GPA. Is this a full sale grading look, curriculum? Uh, I am. I grade a lot better than with full AJ, sale. With AJ's grading. Because otherwise half the people at full sale wouldn't graduate if I was grading. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. It, it's got the AJ grades. It's got the AJ grades where everyone just gets a passing grade and moves <laughs> them along, baby. Move them along. But this is what it looks like here. Cowboys at a 2.83. The Eagles at a 3.0. The Commanders, oh, yikes. A 1.98. That's not passing. I don't care where you're at. In high school, I wouldn't have passed that shit. Uh, and the 3.02. I would not. I would not. And, uh, there were times in high school where I had that, but no, the giants at a 3.02. There was never a time in any of my life where I've had a 3.02 or a 3.0 higher, but the giants did it uh, in large part because really Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau are just, were just when you're way, when you're on that, that, that weighted scale and you got two, a pluses to kick off the draft. I mean, that is, that's the way to go. Uh, so congratulations to the New York giants for winning the NFC East best draft grade. We'll be back again, Friday live. Uh, to just to be discussing more NFL draft recaps tomorrow on YouTube. You'll be able to check out all of these videos clipped perfectly for your viewing pleasure, along with the NFC West. We're doing the NFC West tomorrow as well, dropping that on YouTube. So please be on the lookout for that. AJ, can I get you to do that? Can I get, can I, I feel like you're, you're buzzing now. You're, 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 you're just, you're feeling it. Can you tell beautiful people at home where they can follow us at? <laughs> Let's see what I can do. See if I can do better than maybe hands picking to tell these wonderful people to head on over to Sac City Pod on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on TikTok. Head on over to Sac City Pod. You know, you can find that arrow that says share and then give it to all the people that you know everywhere. Then you can copy that link and then go into your phone and just like blast everybody on your phone to go to Sac City Pod at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Then you can make sure you hit all the hearts, all the thumbs up, all the, oh my God, these are the best guys I've ever seen. Why did I know about Sac City Pod way before? Well, you know about them now. So head on over, hit those likes, hit those shares. And then at the very top, you'll see that beautifully pinned tweet and pinned post that says buy the welcome to Sac City Vegas shirt to commemorate the 10 plus hours of live coverage we did for the NFL draft 2022. If you missed that special, you got nothing to do. It's spring cleaning. Head on over to YouTube. Watch our four hour coverage all over again. Relive the draft with the best people you could ever think of. You want the video? We got it. You want the ticker? You got it. You want people drinking with you? We got it. Head on over to Sac City Pod all over the place. Join the area code because the boys are back in town. Sac City Pod. Boom. Boom. We'll be back again live Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Belly Up Sports TV. For your boy, AJ Johnson, for Aaron the Mukesiah Mukes, and for Dylan Kearns, I am me. We will see you Friday. Peace out. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh.
Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And 